Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is Bob Mendelson, and this is the Bob's Your Uncle podcast. Today we finally speak about pickleball. Yes, we've been promoting this since the beginning. I love this sport. I hope you will find it to be worthwhile. And today we're speaking with Seymour Rifkind. You won't believe all this man has done to make this sport so international and so worthwhile. Stay tuned. Thanks for joining me for this Bob's Your Uncle podcast season one, episode 11. Of note, the opinions are strictly my own and those of any of my guests. You can now find us and comment directly to us wherever you get your podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, the list goes on. We have a lot of topics to discuss. And even so, on the Bob's Your Uncle podcast, you are part of the show. We do want to see and hear you, so send us a message on Facebook or Instagram. In the weeks to come, we'll speak about Major League Baseball groundskeeping, country music, Jewish DNA tests, and so much more. Let's see where the spirit leads us. Whether you're at home, online, on the road with me in your headset, at the gymnasium, or out for your evening constitutional, wherever you get your podcasts, that's where we will be. Thanks for being with us these 18 minutes. (music) Historical Marker of the Week. On this date in history, 10th of May, 1869, in the United States, the first coast-to-coast railroad is completed. Yes, the Central Pacific and the Union Pacific Railroad systems were joined at Promontory Summit in Utah using a golden spike. This last spike is now housed in the Cantor Arts Museum at Stanford University. And also in 1994, Nelson Mandela became South Africa's first black president. Mandela's inauguration came after more than 300 years of white rule. Before becoming president, he was a pivotal figure in the fight against the racist apartheid regime and was incarcerated for 27 years, and that's the historical marker of the week. I first met Seymour Rifkin in 2017 in Australia, and his energy continues to emanate over the microphone and in everything he does. He and I grew up in similar worlds, albeit he in Chicago and I in Kansas City. And in this later stage of our lives, dare I say that, we both have found and been captivated by the sport of pickleball. Why is this sport featured next month on Sports Illustrated magazine and on the television show of Ellen so noticeable and so addicting? Shalom Riff, I am so grateful to you for all you do for our sport. Last year, you did something no 70-year-old should do. 
and that's riding a push bike across the United States from California to Florida. Why did you do that? Um, Bob, as you probably know, I'm the founder and president of the Pickleball Hall of Fame. And, you know, one of the uh, objectives that I had prior to me leaving and passing the torch was to see if we could get an actual brick and mortar uh, true Hall of Fame building to honor those that have been inducted, enshrined them forever, uh, have a place where people could go and actually see uh, videos, footage, you know, uh, memorabilia, the paddles they use, things of that every sports uh, Hall of Fame has. And we developed a partnership uh, with, with a uh, new um, organization that was building 33 courts um, in, in Austin, Texas called the Pickle Ranch. Through that partnership and through some of the work that we've done with uh, our Pickleball Hall of Fame uh, championships, um, we raise enough funds for the building itself, but not for the interior. One of the harebrained ideas I had was, why don't I ride my bike across the United States and, and do two things, you know, spread the pickleball love and, and you know, reach out to uh, media outlets uh, along the way and try to grow pickleball uh, in small town uh, USA. And at the same time, hopefully gathers, you know, enough media attention where they would contribute to the Pickleball Hall of Fame. Happy that, you know, I did finish the ride. I, I we raised over $65,000. So it was successful. Uh, and it also gave me an opportunity to uh, bond with my wife because she's the one that drove the RV while I rode my bike. Uh, and, you know, she supported me, took care of me. Uh, and, and so that was great. How did you get into this pickleball craze anyway? When was that? So, yeah, so Bob, I've, I've heard about pickleball for probably uh, 25 years. Uh, I have a number of coaching colleagues. When they retired, um, they, they retired to the villages in Florida. The villages um, started out as just a 55-plus community, but quickly grew very, very fast because they built all these great sports amenities first to attract a lot of you know older retired athletes from all different sports and pickleball happened to be one of those early sports um, so in the villages they actually ran the first national uh, pickleball tournament back uh, in, in early 2003 four something like that I can't remember the exact date they currently have over 200 pickleball courts and and, and 30,000 players so the, the the largest congregation of pickleball players is in the villages and so my friends have been telling me about this game for a long time, but I've always been so busy. Uh, but finally, uh, around 2014, I think we played some golf. We, you know, played some tennis. And then finally they said, okay, now we're going to go play pickleball. I said, okay, 10 minutes on a pickleball court. My whole life turned upside down. <laughs> so that's how I got introduced. That's a common testimony, isn't it? The 10, it is, it is. The 10 minute rule. What was your career before you said you retired? Yeah, so I, I owned an advertising and marketing firm for, you know, about 25 years. Uh, prior to that, I, you know, I, I in my youth, I was uh, involved in a sport called gymnastics. And, uh, uh, you know, that was my first true love. I, I learned so much about life in general beyond sports through that. Do you see an end to the growth of pickleball? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, Bob, to be honest with you, you know, um, when I get first got introduced to, to the game, uh, back then it was really, in my view, a backyard game. That pickleball will be the most popular sport in the world, not just in the United States, but it's going to be the most popular sport in the world because 
there, there's there it hits every single demographic, right? Um, you, whether you're a child, you you can play pickleball and 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 you know very quickly, you know the the kids can can start hitting the ball back and forth, and we're close together, and so you can talk and have fun, and and they meet with success, and so 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 they enjoy it. Um, and obviously the, the initial growth of the game was with the seniors. And so the seniors obviously love it because, you know, it gets them off the couch and it gets them away from the computer or the TV and they're meeting new people. They're getting exercise and, oh yeah, it's fun too. Grandparents can play with grandkids. Oh, absolutely. You know, a story that I tell all the time at, at, at the workshops that I do for IPTPA is, you know, one of the greatest joys I, I have had is around four years ago. I was in uh, Surprise, Arizona, and I saw four generations of Hackenbergs. Uh, and if you don't know who the Hackenbergs are, Yvonne and Jim Hackenberg are both in the Pickleball Hall of Fame, husband and wife. But, but Yvonne's uh, mother, uh, who was about 90 or 91 at the time, and Yvonne, who was around 70, and her daughter, and then her granddaughter were all playing pickleball on the court, laughing, having a great time. What sport can you do that with, right? Where all of them are playing kind of competitively and laughing and just bonding. Uh, is yeah. it played everywhere in the world? Uh, it's pretty close. Uh, you know, I, 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 there's hardly a, a country now if, that if, if they're not playing, they're certainly looking into wanting to play. You know, one of the problems I'd say is still, you know, getting uh, equipment uh, to a lot of the, you know, far reaching, you know, places in Africa and things like that. But I mean, you know, over the last three years in particular, the amount of growth internationally, and then the amount of new countries that has been astounding. What worries or trouble spots do you have or see about the sport? Like most young sports, you know, um, that begin to get popular, um, there's growing pains and, you know, we're certainly experiencing a lot of growing pains and, you know, there's, there's some frustration within the pickleball community uh, in a lot of different areas. And I think all of that will work its way through. Uh, what, what, what I'm really concerned about, Bob, is that almost everybody I've ever met and talked to or experienced pickleball, when you, when you ask them what they love about it, one of the top things that they'll say, regardless of skill level, is what a warm and inviting community it is. Um, how it's almost like you know an extended family. As our sport has grown and as it, uh, money has become uh, more available, uh, and, and now we have actual pros with two different tours, um, some of that um, money has changed things. And, and there's gotta be a balance to that. Um, and, and, and so, you know, when I, when I go to, you know, some of the just recreational courts and, and, and I see that, you know, there's people that are at, at the four or five level and they want to push and become a pro and it's all about winning and it's all about so, some of that joy has kind of left some of that welcoming and working with lower level players where you really kind of pay it forward, which has kind of been part of our culture for years. Um, so, so that is, is very concerning to me because I think that's one of the most attractive things about pickleball. Let me ask Riff, besides pickleball, what would you like to make happen in your life in the next decade? Bob, everything about me at this stage in my life revolves around pickleball. That helps to bridge the gap between people of all races, religions, political uh, differences, etc., but, you know, recently I just came back from Israel and I know you'll appreciate this. And I introduced pickleball in Israel about five years ago. They 
um, now have a rabbi, a priest, uh, some Muslims all playing pickleball together. And um, we're, we're actually doing a documentary on it. And the documentary uh, features, you know, a number of these key people and how, you know, thousands of years have of, 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 of let's just say hatred among certain people, right? And, and so here we are, on, here they are on the pickleball court now playing, laughing, communicating, and bridging, bridging the differences. And so, you know, you're involved right now with, you know, one of the biggest threats that we've had in, in my lifetime that could turn into a major, you know, third, World War III, right? And, yeah. you know, um, I'm not saying pickleball is the answer, but, you know, what, what, what I can say is, you know, I'm, I've been a sportsman my whole life. I've been a visionary and marketer my whole life. And so, you know, I, I see pickleball and I love the game as a sport, but I also see, you know, some of the, the qualities that it can bring and the joy that it brings to almost everybody that ever plays the game. Look, um, I even played here in Poland last week. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. And we, we were all in Warsaw and we all drove about 40 minutes away to a local high school or university or whatever it was campus right. and played there and then went all back to Warsaw. It was fascinating. Uh, yeah. so I was reminded, uh, let's see, a priest, a rabbi, and a, and an imam went into a, a pickleball court. Okay, uh, we're, <laughs> we'll get to it. Anything else you want to tell uh, the people of the Bob's Your Uncle podcast? Uh, well, you know, I just encourage everybody to, if you haven't tried pickleball yet, uh, you know, look into pickleball. Uh, you could Google pickleball. You'll find, you know, a ton of, of uh, uh, matches where you'll get an idea of what it looks like. Uh, but, you know, anything you look at online um, doesn't really show the, the speed, the athleticism and the agility at the highest level and, and the fun that you can get regardless of, of, of what level uh, uh, that you may have, have uh, be entering the, the sport at. You know, the one thing that I find is, you know, one of my really big joys, Bob, is, is when, you know, a, a senior comes around and says, hey, I've heard about this pickleball, but, you know, I'm not an athlete. I've never done anything. I've, I'm, I'm an artist. I'm a musician. I've this. I've kind of shied away from, from, from anything sports. And, you know, I introduce them to pickleball and they give me a call a month later and they say, I'm addicted to pickleball. I love this. I never thought I could do anything like this. And I'm having so much fun. That's so great. Thanks, Riff. I appreciate you. My pleasure. And I wish God's best to you. Likewise, ditto. And, 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 you know, I'm doing my little part just with our pickleball community. And, and you're doing a much bigger part trying to help out, you know, all the people that, uh, that, that have been suffering through Ukraine and are, are you know, coming over to, to Poland for, to start a new life. And, and so the, 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 the voluntary efforts that you're doing uh, is absolutely incredible. So, so thank you and God bless you as well, Bob. High five to each other. All right, my friend. All right, buddy. <laughs> all thank the you. See ya. Same. Likewise. Bye-bye. Amanda McInnes is both my travel agent and the sponsor of this podcast. People are always concerned. Can I get a deal? Is, is there such a thing as a financial travel deal anymore? And how do you recognize it? 
So I think with any deal per se, a lot of the time what the airline or the supplier is doing by giving you that deal is ensuring that you're booking early and they're getting an indication of what their occupancy is going to be like. So the further out that you book, usually the pricing is going to be a little bit better. Now, obviously with that comes its own risk because if you book further out, a lot of unforeseen things can happen in that period of time. But um, especially domestically in Australia, I think Virgin just launched a sale to Sydney, uh, fares were $65 one way from multiple destinations. I think with accommodation as well, again, it's worth having an agent who might have uh, a large amount of contracts per se. So working with an agent like myself under the flight center umbrella, we've got quite a large company globally, which allows the contracts to be negotiated. So you might find secret kind of hidden deals in there if you work with a specific agent as well. How do people reach you? All righty. So the best way to reach me is via email, amanda.mckinnis at travelpartners.com.au. All right. Well, have a blessed day. Thanks so much. You as well. Stay safe. Bye. Every week we read from the number one bestseller of nonfiction of all time, the Bible. And this week is no different. Today we read from the book of Exodus, chapter 20. Honor your father and your mother that your days may be prolonged in the land which the Lord your God gives you. Do you have a comment or question? Do you agree with us? Hit us up on bobmendo at aol.com or on Twitter or Instagram, and we'll read your views next week. Don't forget to post a review on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you're listening, and share our podcast with your mates, your friends, your enemies. Thanks for helping us get known out there. And please follow or subscribe to the podcast, hit like, help us get all the good speak we can get. And don't forget to book all your travel needs with Amanda McGinnis at travelpartners.com.au. She knows her stuff. And we'll talk to you next week. Until then, from me, Bob Mendelson, when things seem bleak or uncertain, look up to God. He's in his heaven. And Bob's your uncle. Shalom for now.